This episode of Blitzed is brought to you by Rip Curl's new surf flick, The Kangs, made by the same crew who brought you postcards from morgues and free scrubber. Yeah, that's right. Nick Pollett and Vaughn Deadly. It's out now, and if you haven't seen it, what are you doing with yourself? Just jump on any streaming device and cop the latest instalment from The Search. Featuring Mick, he's that fucking good fanny, Mace Ho, and as you've never seen him before, three-time world champ, Gabby Medina. The boys are off on a hardcore down under adventure, and uh, you will be sitting right alongside them, a fly on the wall, as they find Cone, Cone, and more Cone. The Kangs, it's out now. Go scope it. Competition surfing. Rashes. Welcome to Blitzed. How you going, Swillians? Deadly here. And uh, this is it, folks. This is our ramp-up, or our introduction to the ramp-up to the Rippy Was Finals. They are upon us. And love them or hate them, agree with the format, or think it stinks, as uh, diehard fans of watching cunts in coloured rashes crease, fold, and spear tackle each other into oblivion on their way to glory. Uh, we're committed, man. We're going to ramp this motherfucker up. But the year that was, hmm, yeah, let's be honest. It was a farce at times. I mean, the quality of surf was crud. We had the Brazil versus the world judging blow-ups. Eskies being handed out for 10-point rides. I mean, ugh, it, it was a tough one to take at times. But, you know, it had its moments. Couple of nugs at pipe and uh, chopes, some decent calves at mid-sized sunsets. One gargantuan rip bowl cement mixer in Portugal that just gobbled up Cal Robbo like a goanna trying to swallow a full-size staffy, only to chunder him into the channel moments later, realizing that nuggety five eights from Woodburn are pretty much fucking inedible. Uh, it was the ride of the year for mine. And uh, by some distance. And of course, uh, there was that one blissful day of pure ecstasy at J-Bay where surf fans finally got to soothe their withered, sunburnt, sultana-like skull jellies in soothing six to eight foot waves of truth. Not conequential truth, let's be real, but truth nonetheless. And... um. Yeah, you know what? It demanded perfect surfing, and that's what we were given. So that was a highlight in a year that was basically 10 events where the surf was just peaking the torture scale into the red. Surf fans, man, oh man, how many days of just mush burger, grovelly, horseshit rubbish were we forced to? to endure. Hi. Anyway, uh, it's at this time that I think we should spare thoughts and prayers for Steph, Gilmore, Gabby Medina, and John John Florence. 13 world titles between them, and none of them 
could muster the energy in uh, this lacklustre season to get into the final five. Do you feel robbed? I feel fleeced. But, you know, when you've got that much success, you need the ocean to come to the party in some way. You're just not going to get up for the grove. Fuck off the grove. Get back on protection, you mark. And while we're on the topic of greats who won't be surfing at Trestles, what do we make of the GOAT's final outing as a full-time touring professional surfer? Do we stand and applaud? Do we wince and offer condolences? Uh, or, stick with me here, do we demand another go-round? Do we demand a final lap and an opportunity to farewell the GOAT properly? I'm thinking ticker tape parades from Pupica to Torquay, Jeffries to Papayete, and a travelling music festival featuring maybe Pearl Jam with special guest GOAT on rhythm guitar. I don't know. Surely the Legion's GOAT supporters would come out en masse having ridden the dizzying heights and also in more recent years waded through the seas of sticky little GOAT pebbles to celebrate this G-O-A-T as he should be celebrated. He robbed us by not announcing that it was his final go-round, and I think it might be because he's got one more in him. If you don't believe me, let me leave you with this. Has he officially announced his retirement yet? Is there an official statement or document from Kelly Slater saying he's done? You know there isn't, and uh, it's a classic goat move, isn't it? You can bet that somewhere deep inside one of his four stomachs, it's a competitive move designed to unsettle that next wave of champions competing in, I don't know, the under-12s division of board riders clubs all over the world. Don't count it out. And, of course, all that is to say nothing of the head office scandals that have just seemed to generate so many more headlines than the surfing itself. I mean, you look at it, and maybe you're thinking, is this a year to forget? Well, perhaps. But there's still world champs to be crowned. And as the famous screenwriter, author, and lecturer, Robert McKee, says in the film, Adaptation, it's the last act that makes a film. Wow them in the end, and you got a hit. Have your flaws, you can have your problems, but wow them in the end, and you've got yourself a hit. And the question is now... Can the Woz provide us with a final act for the ages? Jeez, I'll be hoping so. And so will I, because you know what? What else am I going to fucking do? Whinge? Nah, mate, that's not how we do surfing on Blitzed. And it ain't how we do pro surfing on Ain't That Swell. Your boys, Smivy and Deadly, are 110% invested in seeing the champs get crowned. Especially... If they're Australian champs. But even if they aren't, we'll be lapping up every moment. Despite the rancid television slot, which is a fucking dead set G up if you're in Australia, we will commit to watch the fuckers go at it in waves that will, in all likelihood, carry about as much truth as a puckered cornhole. And if you do tend to lean on the cynical side, uh, let me appeal... To the deep Australian in you, because there's plenty uh, to love about these Rippy Woz finals. For Australia, yeah, I mean, last year, far out. Did you get on board the Steph train? Queen Stephanie on a hot one that melted the tyres of every single e-bike in San Clemente. Uh, this year, 
In the men's, it'll be the Vortex Shaman, Jack Robbo, and the compromised spine of Ethan Hewing, who will be having a second crack. Both those guys representing last year in the Rippy Was finals for that fruit bowl, that glorious, matty, silverish fruit bowl uh, with the Was world champ engraved onto it. Uh, it'll be new faces, though. Zhao, sore at it, rip into it, slash it off. Chianka and Griffin, the orange sunshine child, Colapinto. They're going to be looking to play spoiler. But at the very top of the heap, of course, is the defending world champ, Phil Toledo. And you know that Trestles will ask no questions of Felipe. That can be assured. But, you know, in a year that saw the worst surf on tour in many, many moons, can you actually deny that the world's best surfer in such Guff is not the worthiest guy on tour to be crowned champion. Yes, the puckered corn may stay in the history pages, but you get what you get, and that's what we've been given, and Phil is the rightful and unbackable favourite in this, the year of our core lord, Shane Haran, 2023. Uh, on the women's side of things, we're going to be seeing two new Aussie faces in the Rippy Was finals for the first time. Molly Picklam, the mongrelly little Senny Coast upstart with more grit than a bowl full of gravel, looking to break American hearts with a right-hand uppercut knockout combo of Katie Simmers and Carolyn Marks in the first two heat of the days, hopefully setting up a mouth-watering showdown with Tyler Wright, Queen Tyler, two-time world champ, in a semi-final that, you know, if we get it right, it should generate the kind of froth and fervour as a Tilly's penalty shootout. Expect hammers from the ex-sparring partners, Warrior Queens, and the winner will then go on to challenge Auntie Riss, who would no doubt be woofing buckets of cement in an effort to harden the nerves after last year's nightmare melt on those famous cobblestones. I will say this, though, uh, Katie Simmons and Caroline will be no easy beats and could very well create their own special kind of history. And I guess, you know, should our athletes stumble and fall, Australian athletes, uh, just keep an eye on the coaches' boxes because there is green and gold everywhere. Matty Bemrose in camp, Vortex Robbo and Rip Your Dick Off Chianka. Tommy Witts, the big rooster, scheming for Griffin Colapinto and Katie Simmers. Andy King in Tyler's corner. Louis Egan steering the Marxy campaign. And don't forget about Glenn Micro Hall. The leprechaun working his iris magic with Molly. Mitchie Ross, the Steel City's finest, will be bringing the sting to Riss Moore's campaign. And, uh, and rumours are abounding that Irukunji head coach and former Trestles winner, Bede Durbo will be releasing the moose, the whole moose, and nothing but the moose for Ethan Hewing. So this is it. This is it. The year that has been could end like a frog in a sock strapped to a rocket and fired directly into the world's most puckered corn. And uh, come on, Huey, man. Just give us nothing less than Kelly Slater in black and white, steep, and glassy six to eight footers and let surfing 
wow us in the end, man. All will be forgiven. Surfing will be saved. Well, competitive surfing, at least, for the moment. Yeah, the forecast looks doggers, as it has all year. But you know what? Sometimes the ocean just throws up a wonder swell, and this is what we're banking on, swell ends. And so... Over the coming days, uh, as I said, we won't be really dissecting the merits of the format, uh, the old way versus the new way, the ELO way versus the Kanga Cairns way. None of that stuff. We're just going to be laser focused on how this thing is going to go down. We'll be taking you into the camps of all the world title contenders. If not speaking with the athletes themselves, then directly linking into their campaign HQs. And we're going to get some good oil on how they plan to get the job done. We'll also be catching up with former world champs uh, for some in-depth analysis and expert tips as to how they think things will play out. This is it, guys. The Rippy Was Finals coverage is kicking off right here. And just a note to anyone out there who genuinely could not give a flying fuck about comp surfing, who wins, who doesn't, who's got rashies on, the industry, etc. Man, don't worry. All you have to do is trawl back through the last month because Smivy has put up that many Core Lords eps with so many slab heathens, orb wranglers, general lunatics from the fringe of the surfing culture. There's plenty to dive into there and soak yourself in if this ain't your game. But to kick things off in this world title week, we're going to open with the Senecoast weapon of mass destruction, Molly the Pickle Picklem, who really doesn't mind a great big, get that fair up yous, when her back's against the wall and she nails a closer. In the past year, she's won big events at Pipeline and Sunset, engaging the rail with shamanic poise and packing mortal cones like a dead set feral animal. She's got the mongrel, she's got the talent, and she'll back herself to crease any cunt who stands between her and her childhood dream of becoming world champion. Stomp your feet and light a match, Swellians. Let's rip into this week with our girl, Molly Pitt. Molly Picklem, the pickle, up the mighty pickle. Man, congratulations on such an amazing year. And um, you've done it, man. You're right there. You're in with a shot. You're exactly where you knew you were meant to be. How are you reflecting on this year so far and this moment in time? Yeah, I feel like definitely the job's not done yet. We've got to a position where we can have a good old finish of the year. But um, I feel like for right now, I'm not really reflecting yet. The season's not over. It's still going completely on. And I'm definitely attacking the finals as, like, in a sense, its own season, its own event, um, just because I want to give it my best shot, really. Yeah, no, work to be done. But, I mean, uh, that pressure of the top five and making that top five, you know, it's a different thing that winds up now. Like, uh, it's a good question, actually. Like, you know, are you a micro just treating it like another event, or is there a different kind of headspace that needs to go into this one? Uh, I feel like it's 
naturally the way it's all spoken up to be, it's um, becoming like such a big event already. So it's nearly just more of the undoing of that um, to make it. It is just another event, but also too not being naive that it's different. Like it's like a different setup, a different environment, different ways. So. Um, there's definitely new talks and new things that are going to happen, but um, nonetheless, it's more undoing the big moment than what it is because, of course, being called Final Five and the shot at the world title, it speaks for itself and it uplifts you enough. So it's more of the undoing. <laughs> yeah, mate. All right. Well, look, before we go into um, the, the event itself that's coming up, um, I just want to do a quick walk through your year just because... Uh, it's worth revisiting. Like, you kick things off with the, the win at the Pipe Masters, which was just, you know, so cool. It wasn't a CT, but it held that sort of gravitas of being so mon- mind-blowing and monumental. And we spoke about that and that 100 grand. Holy smokes, sister! Woo! That was so good. <laughs> but then, oh mate, and then like you know, uh, a couple of months later, you're back there. You, you get a quarterfinal, a fifth place, but then you get your big win at Sunset, uh, a huge result, and one that really like you know set the tone. Uh, you got to put that yellow jersey on for the first time. Then you head to Portugal, another quarter. And then a second at yeah. Bells, which was so, so sick. You know, like, I think getting a result at Bells, it's like, I don't know, it's almost more so than even a win sometimes, just getting deep into the draw there. Like you, you can feel that you're a part of something bigger than just the event, if you know what I mean. For sure. It's such, a, it's such an interesting point that you bring up because going through the year, you obviously highlight, like, each event you turn up to win, but there's definitely some events that you can feel the intensity from all competitors wanting to win mm. certain events and that one's definitely one of those ones so that was super cool that's really cool and then this is this actually blew my mind a bit because in all the chatter of what came next it felt like you'd plateaued out and um you know, it felt sure. like a bit of momentum had gone out of you but i was looking at it, it was like it was four quarters in a row and like it just goes to show you how crazy the women's tour is like just how tight and hard it is when you're making quarters consistently and that actually feels like a letdown you know what i mean it's actually it's such a good point and the people that you're losing to these days in quarters is like what you would have been losing to in semis in other years or finals so it's just like yeah it's such a trip like quarters everyone obviously is like wow quarter final it's great but Two, after the cut, that's only one heat, and that doesn't feel that great. Like, going to an event surfing one heat is, it's not that fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's better than no heats, but, um, yeah, to go, to be making, like, the final is definitely the only thing that kind of fills my heart. Yeah. Uh, well, so, the plateau, it was real. It was there, like, but I felt like I kept showing up with every, like, I wasn't just, like, shunned by the quarterfinals. I kind of was really ready and open to crack a final whenever it was kind of going to click. And obviously I'm really happy to have broken that. Yeah. What do you make of like, okay, like post Margie's, so you get, you get a quarter there, you make the cut and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, goat pool, El Salvador and Brazil. They're just lackluster waves. They're not like the most exciting places to to surf when it's not pumping. Did you find yourself having to manufacture like, energy to surf those heats or or were you like you say were you just fully prepped and ready to go 
I definitely, it's funny. Like I've obviously never done a full year on tour, but um, I feel like the ranch, I kind of came back. My back was really sore there, Marg. So I came back just not blase, but just wanting to turn up, put the rashi on and kind of stay healthy and safe. Yeah. Um, and then as it kind of went on, I just kept managing like the health side of things. And I did find in El Salvador, I just wasn't in the gear that I wanted to be in. And then I remember just laying there going, if you're going to turn up to these events, you may as well click in um, and make it worthwhile. So in Brazil, I like, yeah, it definitely, it takes like an effort to be switched on and be a hundred percent all the time. So uh, yeah. I definitely, I made a switch in Brazil to fire up again and get the, and, the engines going. Yeah. And then like J-Bay, far out, man. What a way to, to bounce back, you know, in totally top quality waves against really stiff opposition and, and heats that, you know, where everyone needed results in a lot of cases. Uh, how good did uh, that feel to just get that motor running? 100%. I feel like I found a new level of my surfing too there in J-Bay, which was exciting. Um, and I, I don't know, it was just such a... Again, it's a special place. Everyone would love to win there. The food, the people, like, I don't know. South Africa is really special. So to have gone deep in the draw there was really one of my highlights of the year for sure. But, mate, the thing about South Africa that I loved was that, like, that animal, <laughs> that inner fucking ramped up, psyched up competitive beast when you were just throwing the big claims and finishing waves and just, you know, throwing it out there. Uh, yeah, it it that, felt like you were just tapping pure mongrel. Up. Yeah, 100%. My my mongrel was flying out then. I just – I think to the side of the draw I was on, the, the opponents I had to come up early against in the early rounds was like – it just turned it on straight away and obviously um, Steph there got me a beauty in El Salvador and I wasn't going to cop it again. So um, <laughs> I just got all fired up and I was just like, F- I'm taking it to her because she does not relax on me. So, yeah, I just – uh, yeah, I dug deep for those. Ah, oh, that's mad, mate. And then you get to Chopes and you just fed income. I, I knew it was going to happen, <laughs> but it felt to me like it almost wasn't about the comp. It just felt like you just had your pack. Well, you did. You had your, your gaff on and you were just <laughs> packing, packing, packing more conage than Smivy on a 10-day Indian spiritual <laughs> sojourn. It was just, uh, it was just insane <laughs> to see. And, like, is that a fair observation that you like you fully went there going all right yeah results would be good but i'm gonna fully send it no matter what (laughs) i actually went there because again with my back i didn't i wanted to be calculated i didn't want to take off on waves that were gonna like be super sketchy but my natural instinct i was kind of like i was being calculated but i also i just wanted to go there and i know that it's such a crucial wave and it's like it's such a challenging wave and I just wanted to practice. I just wanted – and you have to go to practice these waves. So um, it was more just out of the wanting to get better because I feel like I really – there's a lot of room for improvement backside yeah. bow riding. And so I, I was just – I was going to get the practice and hopefully get the wave in the moment of my life, which yeah. as we saw, I did have the wave but I absolutely farmed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, oh, I just, yeah, I just feel for you because, you know, sunny coast, I know you're packing the slabs around there a lot. And um, I just feel like even when you're surfing those heats, you've got micro on one shoulder, like the little angel going, just keep it together, <laughs> surf your heat, yeah. don't lose it. And then on the other one, you've got all those jug heads and 
Robbie Coots and all those lunatics going, just do us proud, Pickles. Get out there and stuff so it. so true. And, uh, yeah, just got like that classic thing with the, uh, the angel and a, the devil. Yeah, but you need the angel and the devil. And I feel like I'm fortunate, again, to come from a spot that's so like the mongrel is here where I live and the people around it, they have it. So it, it's a good balance, but I definitely think the mongrel <laughs> will only get you so far because on the tour you've also got to have the brains and the angel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, look um, – Let's talk about this event that's coming up. Uh, it, it's so it. huge, mate. Like, I mean, how's how's the vibe been around home just in your build-up? Is it something that you can feel building? Are you starting to sense that sort of anticipation and that energy around the fact that you're going in, in less than a week to go and try and lift that fruit bowl? <laughs> Literally. Um, I feel when I first got home, I got came off Tahiti, felt a little empty-handed in a sense like I didn't really get that bad so I was pretty fired up to um just like start the next journey and get right into it and um we still had a little bit of time so I've actually kind of just down ramped it a little bit to just enjoy home and um still stay consistently training and whatever but just mentally like checking out a little bit but obviously having um still been doing everything but yeah, I haven't. I haven't been ramping up um, the whole time, just because I know how quickly I can get ramped up. So I don't need such a long into it, and I can't maintain it for, for as long as I love. So mm. it's we're still we're still just at home. Um, definitely, when I first got home, all the conversations and everything was like finals and all this stuff. And um, even when I'm in the surf, you know, everyone from the Central Coast they want a world champion here. They all believe that we've had surfers that could have been world champions. So to finally kind of make peace with it would be amazing. Um, but, of course, it's a huge task and I'm aware of that, but I I genuinely think it's, like, very doable. I believe I can do it. And if it's not this year or the year after, like, I'm, I sh- am going to be showing up every year with the intention of bringing it home. So uh-huh. now with the opportunity, it's, like, it's definitely the pressure from Central Coast because they feel it's right there for them too, you know. But yeah. plan-wise, I'm just cruising right now. I'm, I'm just enjoying the journey, enjoying – all the fun, the fun times around it, but um, yeah, I, I I'm not gonna be shying away from trying to get it. That's for sure. No, mate, and um, you know, like I guess Steph's run last year is proof that you can do it from uh, that first heat of the morning, and then also I, I'm just curious to know, like we have just been through, you know, the Women's World Cup and, and the the fucking energy that everyone in this entire country got from that. It is like, unlike red. anything that I've like, I haven't felt that since the the 2000 Olympics when Kathy was running for gold and what did that do for your sort of just sense of purpose? Absolutely, I think when I was I was in Tahiti, that's what was going. You know what? Like Australians, we we are patriot. We love sport, and if we have a, some good humans that want to give it a red hot crack to get behind, like everyone gets behind them. So. For me, it's just like I, I feel like that what they were saying with that never say die attitude, I feel is very doable in our sport and is very relevant for this event coming up. So, I mean, watching the Matildas and the just too, like I was so proud to be Australian. So mm. it's done absolute wonders for this event, but also too, like the Olympics and doing it for Australia um, to be, you know, recognizes that is pretty cool and um yeah far out man the matildas that fired me up so much and yeah. to see like how many people they inspired 
like obviously I've already got myself to a bit of a platform where people follow and support me and it's like it's a good feather in your cap to just keep doing good if you're doing good for yourself and trying hard and showcasing just having a good old crack yeah man then it inspires other people to do that and I think that's like it was proven there oh, with the Matildas. It's the Australian way, Molly, and I tell you what, mate, if you start every single heat just looking as determined and as focused as those women in the spot kick, uh, you know, <laughs> challenge, it, Courtney Vine, that's that's who you're tapping. Just you get up there and just rip that ball into the back of the net. That's top right corner. Every yeah, mate, week. big time. So one of the big differences with this event, obviously, is that you can fully plan who you're going to be coming up against and form strategies a- around that. Um, obviously, yeah. you're going to be surfing against the number one crowd favourite. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's going to be so much energy around Katie in that Absolutely. first heat. Um, you've had some good heats in the past, and she's, you know, she's, she stole one off you at, at uh, back in Oz in the Challenge Series. Uh, I think it was the yep. beginning of last year. So... You know, I guess when it comes to these heats, without going into the actual specifics of how you're going to beat each one of these surfers, but are you and Micro completely on top? Like, are you running tape? Do you know where the strengths and the weaknesses are of these opponents? Do you have, like, secret weapons to uh, combat them with? It's such a funny – it's, like, a true point, and I feel like with Glenn's style of coaching, with also recognising and not being naive, like, we can't control a whole lot. Uh, It's, like – in football, if you have an injury, right, you're going to hide it from your competitors because they can run and actually hit that injury and make you more injured. But in surfing, you don't do that. You, you, it's you against the ocean. Of course, the people against you put you in a certain situation. But um, as soon as, like, we're five, ten minutes into that heat and a couple waves are ridden, it's just me against me. So mm. um, it's it's definitely, like, there's a part of what you think or what, your it's more just focused on myself and what performances and what trends could come out and what we want to come out in situations like that. So uh, it's definitely more self-focused than opponent focus for sure. Yeah. And do you have a relationship with Trestles? Is it a wave that you know well? Uh, is it a wave that you've you've had good surfs at before? Uh, yeah. I feel like Trestles, I haven't surfed it a whole lot, but the times I have, it's been crowded. So I haven't had a bunch of waves, but Nonetheless, I feel when I do get my waves there, I can find my feet and it's long enough that I can get some flow going and really rip into my turns. Um, yeah, far out. The waves like so soft and rippable. I, I really think anyone can win and can do good on those waves. So uh, it's good. The first heat too, it's going to be such a banger. Like you said, the crowd favourite, absolute favourite, like obviously rising talent. It's kind of the story WSL would have wanted to write with – myself and Katie coming up against each other there first. So uh, it's good. You know, she's – it's noisy. She's young. Good luck with oh, her mate. To, for all that noise. The like, wi- yeah, the women's side of the draw that. is honestly – it looks like a video game the way it's set up. It's like a couple of little upstarts in the middle, like at the first heat. Then you've got uh, Marxy in the second one. You know, you go to the next level. Then you go to T-Dub and uh, that's mouth-watering, mate. Your old sparring partner, I mean – I don't know. How do you anticipate? Uh, and I know you don't want to put yourself, uh, you know, beyond any of the heats that you've got in front of you. But how do you anticipate that? That must go into your brain at night time when you're lying in bed. Like, what happens if it's me and T- Tyler out there? T Dub, it's gonna be fun. I feel like too. It's I've been in situations where, say, at Bell's, where it was all fun and games, 
But, like, title on the line, I know she's going to be dialed in. And as much as she tries to play, like, oh, mellow card and she's, like, silent assassin. She never really gives away how pumped up or, like, fired up she is. But, Mm. again, I'm just, like, I want this. I want to take the trophy home. I'm going to be putting my head down. Tyler Wright, Chris Small, whoever. Oh, mate. (laughs) Whatever. It's mouth-watering. It's mouth-watering, Molly. Well, fucking, mate. Honestly, I don't even know what to say. Just get that rail, fucking sharpen the thing right <laughs> up. Get a bit of rock and just down on there in the shorey and just flint that thing into a razor's edge because uh, when you unleash that front side hack, I don't think there's almost there's almost nothing better in sur- in surfing. Like, it's so good oh, to watch. Thank you. And it's you good, have, though. Uh, it's going to be – I'm glad we're at Trestles. I'm glad that I have a front side carve. I'm glad all the girls are good surfers because I wouldn't want to verse someone that's not good. So – and you've got some secret weapons, fireworks. mate. We know. We've seen them. We know you've got secret <laughs> weapons. But, mate, you know, the country is behind you, Molly. The Swellians are behind you. You're a pipeline master, a sunset champion. You're final right throughout the year. You're number four in the world. It's, it's unbelievable. You're five heats or six from, you know, your ultimate fantasy. And I just want you to know that uh, from all the Swellians, we're with you, mate. And uh, just line them up. Dig in and crease them. Crease them. Absolutely. Calm the pickle. Fold them like a deck chair. This is all (laughs) yours. And, uh, mate, we are so frothing for you. Best of luck. Have a great event. Thank you. And I do. I genuinely go out there and I try and represent every single one of you, Swellians and Australians. So I genuinely, I thank you so much for having me. And also, let's do it. Yeah, Molly. Let's chat when I've got this thing. Let's get them. (laughs) Woo!